Our Bible reading for this Friday comes from Isaiah, from Isaiah, both chapter 51 and 52 are the two texts we have in our um, Advent devotions. The devotion is on awake, awake, uh, and put on strength. A uh, beautiful picture um, uh, of what Advent is really all about, God calling us to and reminding us that he comes to us and to wake us up, to, to wake us up with what's going on in the world, uh, to wake us up to see the impact of sin and, and, and death and Satan in our world and, and that stuff that comes from inside of us, to wake us up to the fact that, that we can't fix this thing ourselves. We need someone someone greater than us to come, and, and that's the beauty of Christmas is that God came into the world uh, in his son, Jesus Christ. The garment that it speaks of here is particularly in uh, verse 52, um, and and uh, the very first verse, what what kind of garment does God want to give us? He wants to give us beautiful garments. He pulls us, he pulls us to come to Him and to put on the beautiful garments of forgiveness and the grace of God and the garments of victory, because He's the one that's going to win the victory. So let's just kind of go through the two chapters and and kind of open that up to you a little bit. So this prophetic language again. I know we ran into this yesterday. Uh, can be a little bit confusing for us because remember, it's not narrative language. It's not. Uh, telling us an event as it happens. Um, this is more poetic kind of language. So it's using images, um, and the images are gorgeous. Uh, they're images from without Scripture. It goes all the way from, from the Garden of Eden to, to the book of Revelation. And, and and so from the beginning, the way things were from the beginning, it brings up battles. It brings up Exodus to us and how God brought them out of Egypt. Um, and, it, and it takes us all the way to the end where God promises uh, peace um, and, and restoration and family being brought back together and, and heaven, you know, the, the picture of no more suffering, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death. God wiping away tears from eyes. So let's go to let's go to chapter fifty one. And oh, by the way, um, you and I are are very accustomed to chapters the end of chapter fifty two and then chapter fifty three because it talks about the suffering servant, which is what we'll get into when we get to Good Friday. There's Christ, the suffering servant, on our behalf. So let's get going. Uh, chapter fifty one, verse one says, "Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord." So this is God calling out to us. Listen to Him. And is that something? God's got to continue to remind us that because there's so many voices that are trying to speak to us today. Flip on the news, you'll hear the voice of, of fear and and, uh, uh, and somewhat of dread or and also voices that say, here's what we need to do. If we just did this, if we just you know got onto this program and, and this person just did their job here and, and things like that, well, then everything would be fixed. No, it's not going to fix it. Look at all of human history. We haven't fixed this thing um, uh, by ourselves, by our strength, by our power. We need to return to God. Again, remember what that word repent means. It means to stop going the direction we're going away from God, turn around and come back to God, admit that we're going the wrong way, confess our sins and come back to him. And and all the time, what's he been doing? He's been calling out to us. Remember the words of Jesus. Uh, oftentimes when he would speak, he says, and after he spoke, he said, and anybody who has ears, hear, listen to me, listen to me, listen to his word, which again is why you're in the word of God right now, why you need to be in the word of God. So you hear God speaking to you amidst all those other voices that are speaking to us. And even the voice from inside us, which sometimes it's speaking to us, but you know what, if you just did things your own way, if you just decided what what is right and wrong, um, and uh, or that voice of guilt that speaks to us and says, you know, you're really not a very good person, and look at what you did, and, and how can you be a good Christian if, if you live this kind of life and, and you sin in this way and stuff like that? Um, and all those voices are just going to drag us away and drag us down. Drag us down. What we need to hear is God speaking to us. So, so what does he say? Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who want to be right with God, 
You who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn to the quarry from which, which you were dug. So that's Genesis language. That's speaking in a poetic kind of way. God's the one who made you. God's the one who created you. Listen to him. Um, and then he says, look down the line of the way I've been with you. Look to Abraham, to Sarah. Um, for, for Abraham and Sarah were but one when God first called them. In other words, they were just a couple. No children, no children, no children. So Abraham was 100. Sarah is 90 years old. Impossible for them. They can't fix this thing. Only God could do it by a miracle birth, uh, the birth of Isaac. And so miracle birth ought to perk up your ears this Christmas time because how does Mary become pregnant? By a miracle. God's going to do this work. He's going to do it his way. Um, He's going to bring a son into the world through uh, a woman who can't possibly be pregnant because she's a virgin. Uh, But God makes it possible for her to be pregnant. He brings his son into the world. Um, then he says again, verse four, he says, give attention to me, listen to me, for I'm going to give you instruction. That's what law is. The law will go out from me and I will set my justice before you. Because verse six, look at, this is what ha- this is the way it is on the world. The heavens are going to vanish. The earth will wear out like a garment. They will, they who dwell in it will die in like manner. But here's the wonderful gospel. But, but my salvation will be there forever and my righteousness will never be dismayed. You know what? That applies even now. Isaiah, I wrote this 700 years before Jesus comes on the scene. We're 2,000 years after Jesus came on the scene. Is it still true? It sure is. It lasts forever, better than anything you ever know. And he reiterates that again in verse 8. Then verse 9 is us talking to God as if God needs to be woken up. And, And what I want you to get is this picture. Remember the disciples in the boat on the Sea of Galilee? And where's Jesus at when the storm comes? He's down below asleep. They go downstairs and say, Jesus, we need to wake you up. Jesus, don't you care about us? And Jesus knew all about it. So we try to wake him, uh, but God is the one uh, who's always there. And, and God's going to bring us back. Verse 12, now God's saying to us, I I am he who comforts me. Who are, who are you that you are afraid of man who dies, of the son of man who is made like grass? Now think of all the things, all the people that you're afraid of in this world, evil people, people doing evil to you, stuff like that. And God says, don't worry about that. Um, you be faithful. You keep coming back to me. I will take care of them. And, uh, and, and that's how God responds. And kind of interesting, verse 12. Remember how God described himself to Moses when Moses says, what's your name? And God says, I am. I am who I am. There's another I am promise right there. Um, in verse 13, he asks rhetorical questions. Uh, you, or he says, you've forgotten the Lord. Um, you continually fear all day. What you need to do is to come back to me. In verse 16, he says, I put my words in your mouth. Now, remember, yesterday we read from Isaiah 6, the call to Isaiah, and Isaiah says, woe is me. And what does God do? The angel takes a coal from the altar, touches his tongue, and says, I'm going to put my word on your, I'm going to put my word on your tongue, and you're going to speak it, and Isaiah's doing it right here. God promises to do the same for you and me. That's, again, why we're in the word, so God can put his word on our tongue, so we can keep speaking to ourselves, yes, I am a child of God. Yes, I am redeemed by God. Yes, I have a Savior who came into the world. Yes, I can have peace, even in the midst of all the turmoil that's going on in the world. Yes, I have hope, even in, in, in my grieving, I grieve as one who, uh, who has hope. Um, and so God continues to cry out to them. Then verse 52, again, God says it again. He says, awake. <laughs> and that's what Advent's all about, to awaken us, to awaken us to the true meaning of Christmas 
and him coming into the world. And God's going to put on, on us a beautiful garment. In other words, we think we have to go to battle uh, to fight this battle against sin and death and Satan. God's going to do that on our behalf. Um, he is going to be the one uh, who is going to uh, to redeem us. And notice verse 3, he says, you shall be redeemed without money. In other words, it's going to be a free gift that comes to you through Jesus Christ. What are we to do with that? Look at verse 7. We're to be beautiful feet. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who publish salvation, who say, your God reigns. And what's that do? For uh, verse 9, the Lord is going to comfort his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his arm. He's the one that's going to go to battle for us, and he does for us in Christ as he goes to the cross, as he rises from the dead, as he crushes the head of Satan. And you get you get a little bit of a glimpse of that at the end of chapter 52, because in verse 13, he starts talking about who's going to do it? My servant will act wise. And as you read that more, you're going to realize that he's talking about, he's talking about uh, Jesus Christ. Um, so what a beautiful picture of the victory that we have in Christ, yet amidst the battle that we're going to fight, that we fight right here. But that's our hope. That's our peace that comes through no one else but through through Jesus Christ. So keep in that word on, on this Friday, and uh, let's continue in this season of waiting, of great anticipation, but also a great hope that we have uh, in Jesus Christ. God bless you.